You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where today we have not one but two great interviews. We're going to make some news today, so buckle your seatbelt. Get ready. Today is a day for big news. Joining us today is one of the Ohio Senate candidates. Remember, Ohio Senate race is one of the most closely watched in America. There are a group of Republicans and Democrats vying to succeed. Rob Portman, the Republican senator from Ohio, longtime Republican senator. Josh Mandel is one of those candidates. He is the leading candidate on the Republican side right now when you look at the polls. He is a Marine, retired Marine. He did two tours of combat. He became the state treasurer in Ohio for two terms, and now he wants to run for U.S. Senate. And he is courting evangelical Christian voters, and he is a very proud practicer of the Jewish faith. He's Jewish. There has been an extraordinary ad and then an exchange during a recent debate that has raised questions about anti-Semitism. One of the candidates actually is running ads saying, you might not want to trust Josh Mandel, all of you evangelical Christians, because he's a Jew. That's literally the essence of the ad. And when he was asked about it, whether it might be anti-Semitic, the contestant, the competitor to Josh Mandel said, no, but he's a Jew. He actually doubled down on the idea that maybe voters shouldn't trust, vote, support Josh Mandel because he was Jewish and he was courting Christian voters. Now, obviously, many Christians have a great affinity for Israel and the Jewish faith. And the tactic may have backfired, but it is raising real concerns about the question of anti-Semitism in America, something we hearing a lot about on college campuses in those who are pro-American Palestinians or pro-Palestinian Americans. The New York Times just had to fix or correct or put a large editor's note on a story about a Palestinian professor who they portrayed in a very favorable light without calling to attention some of the anti-Israel, anti-Jewish things he had said. They had to correct that story. Anti-Semitism is a very real threat, a very real concern in America. And Josh is here to talk about what happened on the campaign trail, what is going to happen going forward. And then we'll also pivot to the question of election integrity. He's one of the few Senate candidates, the only one in Ohio and one of the few in the country that are running on a platform that there is more work to be done to ensure election integrity has a long-term focus in America. Things still to fix, lessons still to learn from 2020, and he's going to talk about that. Then when we wrap up with that, we're going to have another one. We're going to go to China 
You ready for this? Will Held is joining us. He is the executive director of Consumers Research, one of the most trusted consumer watchdog platforms in America. It's been around since the early 1900s. And he has been tracking some of the larger Chinese companies in America that are making inroads, influence in America on behalf of China, on behalf of their companies. And he traced them to a common American point, a large investment firm, very respected, BlackRock. You've all probably heard of it. It's probably shown up in your investment portfolios if you're a Wall Street investor, small, big, 401k investor. But he is now asking 10 governors, 10 states' governors, to blacklist or drop BlackRock from their pension portfolios, punish them for their support or their advocacy or their business dealings with companies in communist China. So we're going to have Will here to explain that, a very impactful move. He has begun a lot of things going on there as well. All right, we're going to get to those interviews in just a second, starting with Josh Mandel. But before we do, I want to take you through just a couple things on Just the News because, hey, we have a lot of news on Just the News, and some of it is very important for you to watch and to be on top of. And so we want you to see what we're talking about and what we're doing and on many, many different fronts. I think a lot of this is important stuff. So first up, we have a new Customs and Border Patrol chief. It's the Biden selected one. He's a former police chief, Chris Magnus, but he just started this week. He's been approved. He's just started confirmed by the Senate last week, and he sent out his welcome memo to a staff like any new boss does. Nothing scandalous about that. There's just one remarkable thing about this particular welcome memo to staff. It doesn't mention illegal immigration or that CPB's role is to stop it. The most it talks about is simply that CPB has a role in welcoming and vetting travelers. Welcoming and vetting travelers. No, it has a role in rounding up and preventing illegal aliens from coming into this country. The law says so. It isn't in doubt. It's what the law says. You got to read this memo. It really shows you how the Biden administration is undercutting the lawful duties of these agencies. They're changing the rules without going to Congress and changing the law. They want to have it both ways. And that's why so many times in the last year, they've been struck down by courts, particularly on the mandates involving COVID vaccine. This is a very good story by my colleague, Madeline Hubbard. Check it out. Really good story. Very newsy. Hey, you ready for this? I know you're going to believe this. 75%, actually more than 75% of Americans believe the mainstream media's primary goal is to advance its own agenda and it's biased. Hmm. Maybe that's why you come to Just the News. We are very transparent. We let you see our documents, our video, everything that the reporter used to build the story. I think that could be really good. And hey, on the Russia front, remember this name. I know you do because all of you have followed my reporting and the good reporting we've done here at Just the News. Kevin Kleinsmith, the first guy convicted in the Durham investigation, the former FBI lawyer. He's the guy that doctored evidence and then submitted it to the FISA court of harming civil rights of people like Carter Page. Well, Kevin Kleinsmith's not even done with his probation, but guess what? The D.C. Bar, the lawyers group that polices lawyer conduct in Washington, D.C., the nation's capital, they've already returned him to good stand. He's a man who defrauded a court, falsified a document under color of law. They're going to let him practice law in just a year or two after his conviction. I know what you think about that. It's probably more of the same dual justice system you and I have been talking about for the last few years. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, first up, Josh Mandel. Ohio Senate candidate with a story 
that is raising questions of anti-Semitism in Ohio and in middle America. And then we're going to go to an important story about one of Americans' famed investment firms, their ties to China, and the backlash it has created. Good day ahead. Lots of news right after this commercial break. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.US slash Just News. That's AMAC.US forward slash Just News. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. I promised you a special guest. We've got one. Joining us right now is the Ohio Senate candidate, Josh Mandel. You know him. He served in the Marines. He served as Ohio State Treasurer, and now he's running for the U.S. Senate seat. One of the most closely watched races in uh, all of America in 2022. Josh, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. Great to be on. It's great to have you. I reached out and I wanted to have this conversation because for me, it's almost hard to imagine this actually happened. When I first heard the story, I thought it was a parody. Like, ah, there's no chance this happened. But there is a moment in the last month in this very uh, important Ohio Senate race where a candidate began running ads and then doubled down at a at a debate on the criticism that maybe you shouldn't be a Senate candidate because you're Jewish. Am I, am I reading that right? You are reading it correctly, unfortunately. It's unbelievable. Tell us, tell us this story of what happened uh, with Mark Bikita and you and, and how we could get to this moment where this is a, a, a legitimate political discussion. 
Well, listen, I'm a proud American. I'm a proud Marine Corps vet, did a couple tours in Iraq. You sure did. Um, my grandfather, Harold from Cleveland, Ohio, served in the U.S. Army Air Corps. So I'm very proud to be American. I'm also very proud to be Jewish sure. and proud of my heritage. And, you know, I wouldn't be here right now were it not for two very powerful forces. One of those forces is the U.S. military who liberated uh, Europe and in doing so saved the lives of my grandfather, Joe, and Grandma Fernanda, who were from Poland and Italy, respectively. And the second powerful force that made it possible for me to be here was a network of courageous Christians in Italy who uh, hid my grandmother from the Nazis. Wow. So, yeah, my entire life I've been trying to pay back that debt to the U.S. military. It's why I joined the Marine Corps. It's why I did a couple tours in Iraq along the way, did my small part. And it's also why I've been such a strong supporter of men and women of faith and the Judeo-Christian bedrock of America. And so in this campaign for U.S. Senate, rather than running the campaign through traditional Republican Party groups, I'm running the campaign through churches. And we've had this outpouring of support from Christian activists throughout the state of Ohio who've been hosting me at their churches. You know, we had 250 people show up to Victory and Truth Ministries, which is a church in the middle of a soybean field in rural Bucyrus, Ohio. We had 300 people show up at Washington Heights Baptist Church in Dayton. We had 500 people show up at Solid Rock Church in Lebanon, Ohio. We had 600 people show up at Community Grace Brethren Church, a church in the middle of a cornfield in West Milton, Ohio, not too far from the Indiana border. And so I say all this to say that I would say some of my strongest and most passionate supporters are Christian activists throughout the state of Ohio. And I'm so proud of that. And so, yeah, one of these debates, you know, I think my support from Christian activists really got under the skin of one of my opponents. And he started just blurting out anti-Semitic remarks. And, you know, he sort of announced at this debate that Josh is a Jew, which is no secret. Yeah. We talk about it all the time. Right, right. But in, in, in doing that, John, what he really did was he insulted all of the Christian activists who were in the audience. Yeah. And who were totally misgaged the audience, didn't he? Yeah, totally. Because as you know from Genesis twelve three, Christians love the Jewish people. The Jewish people admire and have love for Christians. And while it's two different religions, as we know, the origin of Christianity is Judaism. Yeah. And the Holy Land is the Holy Land is the Holy Land. And on top of that, in, in Genesis 12:3, as most Christians know, we read that God will bless those who bless the nation of Israel and will curse those who curse the nation of Israel. And so many of the Christian activists who support me not only understand that in their bones, but they live it as well. And, you know, I think what my opponent did by assuming that blurting out that my religion, that I'm Jewish and putting in radio ads, you know, he assumes that it would hurt me in a campaign. But what he doesn't understand is that he's... Created a boomerang, didn't it? Exactly, a total boomerang. And he's insulting the very Christians that he's trying to appeal to because 
the Christian activists, they don't hate Jews. They love the Jewish people. That's right. And I've seen it time and time again. And the Christian activists I come across throughout the state of Ohio and throughout the country, these are people filled with love, not filled with hate. It's amazing because he starts uh, before this debate, he starts running some radio ads, raising this question, hey, that uh, uh, Josh Mandel's Jewish, maybe you shouldn't support him. That's sort of the inference of the ad. And then one of the moderators at the uh, event, at the debate says, I want to ask you about this ad. Does it seem, it seems to be anti-Semitic and inflammatory. And and he goes and says, I'm just going to read this because this is a transcript from the debate uh, from uh, Mike Bakita. Uh, all I did in an ad was point out that Josh is going around saying he's got the Bible in one hand and the Constitution in the other, but he's Jewish. That's it. But he's Jewish. I, I couldn't believe when I read this. There's no chance that this happened. It sure as heck did. The transcript does it. Right in that debate, you ended up having one of your other colleagues uh, speak up, uh, one of your other competitors speak up and say that what, he, what Mark Piquita was doing was wrong, right? There was uh, one, of the, one of the, I think the next person up in the debate said, you know, we may disagree on issues, but what's, what Piquita is doing is, is wrong with Josh. What was that moment like? I mean, the, at this debate at North Columbus Baptist Church, I was shocked. I mean, I was sort of shell-shocked when yeah. my opponent came out and said this. Like, I, I just... I'd never heard anyone say something like oh, that. I've covered politics 35 years, never heard anything like this. Yeah, but you got to remember, you know, I served in the Marine Corps. And when I showed up at Paris Island, right. one of the first things the drill instructors say you know, to you as a Marine recruit, they say to all the Marine recruits there, they say, listen, we don't care what religion you are. We don't care what color your skin is. We don't care where you came from. You know, we don't care how much money or little money your mommy and daddy have you're all equally worthless to us. Wow. And, you know, that's what they say at boot camp. Yeah, they break you down. Yeah. They break you down. But what they were really saying was, we're going to train you to be brothers. Yeah. And the only thing that matters is you are brothers as Marines. That was May of 2000. Amazing. Fast forward four years, John. May of 2004, I found myself in a town called Al-Qaim, which is right where the Euphrates River meets the Iraq-Syria border. Right. And as we looked across that border into the whites of the eyes of the Syrian border guards who were shepherding terrorists, bad guys across the border, I can guarantee you we didn't give a hoot whether the Marine to our left or right was a black kid from inner city Bronx or a white kid from backwoods, Tennessee. All we cared was that is my brother. Yep. I'm putting my He's life in He's got my back. Yeah. yeah, he's putting his life in my hands. We have each other's back. And that's how it should be out here in the civilian world. Yep. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, you've got, you know, people like my opponent who want to uh, try to appeal to uh, bigotry. It's not going to work. I think it's already failing. And then you have the left in this country that's trying to divide kids down racial lines with the yeah. you know, critical race theory and the New York Times 1619 project on sure. the garbage. And so, yeah, my personal feeling is, and you know, the way I raise my three kids, you know, Gideon, who's five, Ro- Rosie, who's eight, and Judah, who's seven, I just treat, I, I, ra- I raise them to treat everyone like a VIP, regardless of skin color, religion, gender, all that stuff. Yeah. You, you just treat everyone with dignity and respect, whether it's the guy who owns the restaurant or the guy washing the dishes, yep. whether it's the lady who owns the manufacturing company or the person who's sweeping the floors. You treat them all like a VIP. You treat them with dignity and respect. Yeah, such a great lesson to pass on. Instead of judging everyone, the first thing, the instinct everybody wants us to do in this critical race area is look at their skin, and that becomes your predetermined. How silly is that? I want to point out something because I did some research on this uh, after this episode. Just two weeks before that radio ad started, 
um, running. Uh, the American Jewish Committee released its annual report, The State of Anti-Semitism in America. Amazing findings. One in four American Jews say they've been the targets of anti-Semitism. In the last year alone, four in 10 American Jews have changed their behavior because they're fear they're going to be targeted. Uh, and 82% of American Jews say anti-Semitism is on the rise over the last five years. And we see it particularly on college campuses. Um, how concerned are you and what can be done? Because a lot of this uh, tension and hatred seems to be sown on American college campuses. How do we put that in reverse? That's a good question. I think a lot of the anti-Semitism in the country right now uh, is coming from people like Elon Omar, Rashida Talib, AOC, you know, the, yeah, the radical sure. leftist the squad. Yep. And yeah, the squad. And what they're doing, John, is they are normalizing and mainstreaming Jew hatred. And every time they get away with it, they go a little further. They get away with it, they go a little farther. And so we need leaders in all aspects of society, whether it's in political office, in sports, in entertainment, in law, in education, in business, to combat this bigotry. Like my feeling is in America, there's zero room for bigotry and we should have a zero tolerance policy on it. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And I think 99.9% of Americans would agree with that. That's, we got to get to that point. We got to stop fighting with each other and look for the good in, within America. You, I want to pivot to one other thing quickly, because you're one of the few candidates in the entire country that's made this part of their regular platform. Uh, and that is you are on the campaign trail talking about election integrity, that we don't have the perfect system yet, and you want to get it there. First off, why pick that as a subject uh, when others have been kind of afraid to go in there? They dip their toe and they run away. And then two, what's been the reaction uh, from everyday Ohio uh, citizens? Yeah, I, to be clear, John, I am the only candidate running for U.S. Senate in Ohio. That's right. Who is, who is willing to say that the election was stolen from Donald J. Trump? You know, we've had, I think, five or six debates so far. At every single debate, I get up there. I say that the election was stolen from Donald Trump. I provide evidence of the Democrat cheating. I provide solutions and how to avoid it from ever happening again. And I'm the only one who will do it. My opponents are, are afraid to say it because they're afraid of getting attacked by CNN or MSNBC or the local Ohio media, what have you. But you know, I, I'm out here fighting that fight on behalf of President Trump, on behalf of the American people, but on behalf of the truth as well. I'm the only candidate in this race who actually took the time to go out to Maricopa County and visit the audit you site did. there yeah. in the Veterans College. That was a big I moment. Did, John, yeah. Saw with my own eyes. And it's one of the reasons, I think, why Wendy Rogers, who led the audit in Arizona, yep. came to Ohio, endorsed me, campaigned for me. It's one of the reasons why Jenna Ellis, who was President Trump's lead sure. election attorney, oh, yeah. came to Ohio, endorsed me, campaigned for me. And my personal feeling is we cannot move on to the 2022 election until we uncover all of the cheating from the 2020 election and ensure that it never happens again. Yeah. Oh, that's a, such an important thing. And when you hear from voters, I mean, from 2016 forward, you've had three or four 
moments now where Americans heard something went bad in the election. 2016, Hillary Clinton said it. 2018, it was Stacey Abrams in Georgia. Now she denies it, but she was clear. 2020, Donald Trump. We have to get everybody, whether you're an independent Democrat, Republican, comfortable again that votes, illegal votes are all counted, but only legal votes are counted and there's no cheating. It's hard to cheat, easy to vote. Do you feel like there's some momentum on that front with what happened in Arizona, what's going on in Georgia right now with the new law? Uh, do you feel like there's the beginning of a fix that could be you know, accomplished between now and 2024? I do. I do. I mean, listen, we're coming up on January 6th. Yeah. And my personal feeling is we should abandon and eliminate the January 6th commission. It's a waste of taxpayer time. And had a bad day yesterday. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Another mistake. We should replace the January 6th commission with a November 3rd commission, which would investigate and do a full proctological exam with the investigatory power of the federal government of all the cheating that happened throughout the country in the 2020 election. Now, listen, we don't want the federal government to make election laws, but I think the federal government can investigate what happened in all these counties and states and then make recommendations of how the states you know, should improve the laws. If I could wave a wand and change some of the laws, like here are some of the changes that need to happen. Number one, we need to institute photo ID, not just voter ID, right. but specifically photo ID. Because even with just regular voter ID with a utility bill or whatever, people can still cheat. But if you, if you require a photo ID, it makes it incredibly more difficult to cheat. Now, the Democrats say, well, Josh, you're a racist because you want to have people show a photo ID to vote. That is the biggest baloney in the world. You know, folks who are on welfare have to show a photo ID to get their welfare benefits. That's right. People who are on unemployment have to show a photo ID to get unemployment benefits. You know, the got to show a photo ID to get on a Delta Airlines plane. I mean, even yeah. John Kasich, when he spoke at the Democrat National Convention, he had to show his photo ID to get into the DNC. He did. He got to show it to get a six-pack of beer at the grocery store. I mean, it's... Exactly. No, that's exactly. not it's racist. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So, photo ID, number one. Number two, we got to get rid of early voting. Here in Ohio, we have a month of early voting. It's asinine. Wow. We should not have early voting anywhere in America. We should have one day of voting. It's called Election Day. Number three, we need to get rid of the vote by mail, you know, except for senior citizens or people who are disabled or the military. But if you're not deployed overseas in the military, if you're not disabled and unable to physically get to the polls or senior citizen who can't get to the polls, the other 99.9% of the population who's able-bodied and can get to the polls, drive to the polls or take a bus or bike there or walk there. None of this uh, vote by mail, because there's so much fraud in the vote by mail, you know, it should just be, you know, vote at the polls. So that's the third change. Fourth change, we need to get rid of these machines. Not just the Dominion machines, but all of the machines. These voting machines, John, they were a solution in search of a problem. The problem didn't exist in the first place. We got to go back to paper ballots. That's amazing. Uh, it's a, that's a conversation no one else is having right now. But it's one that I think is going to be full and foremost next year. There are some big revelations, I think, coming on the horizon. And you're just starting to see some of these things be authenticated. In Wisconsin, an audit said there's all sorts of illegal things and uh, unapproved things that occurred in the 2020 election. you got the Arizona one. Uh, there's some in- interesting investigations in Georgia and Arizona going on. Uh, I think 2022 is a year where people get more educated. And these ideas are going to come more into focus, I think, Josh. Um, I know you're real busy getting 
to get back on the campaign trail. Thank you so much for uh, spending time and, and really talking about this extraordinary uh, and, uh, event that occurred. I think a lot of people are shocked by it. We've reached out to Mark Paquita. I haven't heard from him yet. Uh, he seems to be doubling down on this, but uh, I think most Americans were, like myself, were uh, really uh, aghast when we heard it. So thanks for sharing and uh, let us know how things are going to trail. We'll get you back out on the show pretty soon. Thanks, John. Have a good one. Take care, Tosh. All righty. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we've got some more great news for you just after this commercial break. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest about a very important topic. Listen, every time you open your wallet, every time you slide your credit card, every time you make an investment decision, whether in your 401k or on the stock market, you're investing in a company. Do you really know what that company's involved in? Is that company uh, in, uh, aligned in any way with your values or the values of America? My next guest spends all day thinking those things for you. It gives you a ready, ready resource to uh, jump in and be able to check things quickly and know exactly uh, what you're buying and who you're buying from. Joining me right now is Will Hild, the Executive Director of Consumers Research. Will, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Before we get started, I, I know what Consumers Research is. I love it. I use it. We use it here at Just the News. But for the for if, if someone's on this uh, podcast and for the first time they're hearing this name, talk a little bit about what Consumers Research does for the American people. Absolutely. Well, Consumers Research is the nation's oldest consumer protection organization. We were founded in 1929. Wow. We have over a 90-year pedigree in uh, standing up for the consumer in the marketplace and educating them on issues that are important to their interests. And that's exactly why I think we're talking today. We've, we've, we've got some issues that I, consumers need to be aware of. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you made some big waves and some big news. I, I want to just step back for one second before we get to the BlackRock uh, information, which is so fascinating to me, so important, such an important uh, issue to talk about. Uh, people are busier and busier 
all the time, right? We got kids, we've got COVID, we got vaccines, we got to run, all these different things we're doing. Our lives are more and more complicated. Yet, you know, we want to buy, we want to invest, we want to do things. Uh, if someone is going to make a big investment decision, going to make a big purchase agreement, how can they go to Consumers Research and find out what they need about that company, that product, that service before they put uh, two feet on the ground? Absolutely. Well, they can visit us online at consumersresearch.org, consumersresearch.org. And we are, have been in the business and continue to be of educating consumers about issues and companies um, and their products. And one of the big things we launched this year was the Consumers First Initiative, which was a name and shame campaign to educate consumers on companies that are going woke to distract from their mistreatment of their customers um, and, and their misdeeds overseas. And that's part of what we're going to be talking about today with BlackRock. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and in fact, there was just a poll on our site just the other day that showed large numbers of Americans would prefer that CEO. It's a funny thing. The CEOs, some of these woke CEOs think they're doing a really good job, according to this poll. They think it's right for them to weigh in and give a political opinion or stake their company on a particular political or social issue. But their consumers don't want that. They want them to stick to products and services and get the heck out of the political business. Uh, that disconnect is is really remarkable. How did we get to that point where corporate CEOs felt it was their job to weigh in on one side of a political debate? Well, I think what happens is they saw a few companies get away with it and succeed with that strategy of, of just trying to distract from their mistreatment of their customers and their failures by going woke. And so it's just like anything else, it kind of becomes trendy once a few companies do it. And what I think it speaks to is these CEOs aren't just weighing in on these issues because they the, 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 their personal opinion, that, that may be true, that may be not be, it doesn't right. really matter. What it is, is it speaks to their incompetence and their failures to serve the customer, right? If you are a good, well-run business delivering a quality product at a reasonable price to your consumers, you don't need to go woke. You don't need to cozy up to woke politicians in order to garner positive press and to have your, your, uh, your, you know, um, your warts covered up as a, as a yeah. thing. Right. You only do this when you have repeatedly failed your customers. Take a perfect example. Uh, tomorrow, actually, there's going to be a hearing, a Senate hearing commerce uh, committee on with the airlines. One of the companies that we've uh, been ringing the alarm bell about is American Airlines. They were rated the nation's worst airline two years in a row by The Wall Street Journal. They lose the most bags. They kick the most passengers off of flights involuntarily. And uh, their CEO, Doug Parker, went woke in order to distract from that. Uh, just this just this year, he got involved in election integrity legislation in Texas that's not germane to American Airlines business and he has no expertise on. Well, if he was running a good airline, if it, if, if it wasn't, uh, you know, if his airline wasn't in the toilet, um, would he have felt the need, right, to, to get involved in this? And especially right after he just got a ta massive multi-billion dollar taxpayer funded bailout and then paid himself eight-figure paycheck that same year. These are all things he doesn't want to have to talk about. And a, and a, and a competent uh, CEO running a well-run company wouldn't need to distract from these things. But Doug Parker needs to because he's not done a very good job. So I think that's, that's why you're seeing this phenomenon over and over again is you've got incompetent leadership at many of these companies. And the easy way out, instead of fixing the problems inside the company and focusing on the customers, 
is to go woke, cozy Change up to woke politicians, woke activists. Yeah, yeah. The shiny object over here. Pay attention over here. Don't pay attention to the data. It's it's a, the old shiny object object distraction uh, distraction technology. Weapons of mass distraction. Um, let's go to BlackRock. Obviously, a, a, a blue chip investment company been around for a long time has a lot of power in the marketplace uh you sent a letter uh in the last week to uh 10 states right whose public pension funds are uh uh, managed or heavily invested in blackrock what triggered that letter and what message did you send to those states absolutely well what we saw was the same phenomenon that i just talked about going on the in the consumer space going on on wall street So uh, for your listeners, BlackRock is the largest investment management company in the United States. It has over $10 trillion that it manages. That's, you know, uh, personal uh, investments, that's pension funds, that's uh, university endowments. And on Wall Street, they go woke. They talk about their environmental policies. They talk about their social policies and how they're using everyone else's money, all right, to micromanage U.S. companies uh, here domestically. Overseas, it's a very different story. Uh, they are heavily invested with the Chinese Communist Party. They are cozied up to them. They do them favors. The Wall Street Journal reported that, that Larry Fink, their CEO, BlackRock CEO, helped advise the Chinese Communist Party on negotiations with the United States, trade negotiations during the Trump administration. So you, you have a company that here domestically deli- basically delivering a one-two punch to the American people and the American economy. Domestically, they are micromanaging companies. They are getting involved in, in uh, pushing them in, in weird directions away from the customer focus and towards uh, uh, left-wing politics. Overseas, however, they could not be doing more to help the Chinese Communist Party. So we wanted to shine a light on that to help educate consumers as to why some of the companies that they see have, have sort of shifted their focus away. Part of that has to do with BlackRock, but also to, to raise the alarm to these governors that, that their state's pension fund money is being used towards this nefarious end. What's been the reaction to the letter? I mean, it's a very poignant, it's a very detailed letter too. It, you know, it's footnoted and, and researched like, you know, a, a, a prospectus for college or, uh, you know, a good journalism report. Uh, what's been the early reaction to it? Well, so far we've, we've had a just overwhelming reaction from customers themselves and the American people who are ultimately uh, who we answer to. We would like to see some governors uh, t- pay real attention to this and maybe take action. Here's the thing that I want to d- drive home. Larry Fink and BlackRock, if they want to take their own personal money and, and mess around with that, fine. But they are not, they, they are not uh, able to do anything to Exxon or to uh, the other companies that they mess with because of their money. They're using the American people's money. And, and much of that is coming from U.S. pension funds. Uh, some of these states have tens of billions of dollars uh, oh, yeah. invested through BlackRock. And they're, they're using that against the interests of their own citizens. So let me give you a concrete example. Just earlier this year, BlackRock, using the money that it manages, um, helped elect three radical environmentalists to the board of Exxon, whose stated goal, these, these three board members, is to get Exxon out of the business of oil and gas exploration and discovery. They want them to, to, to you know, move to completely renewable, you know, right. solar, wind, that kind of thing. That is going to drive up gas prices. For the American consumer, it's going to drive up the price of consumer goods because obviously energy is an ingredient in the cost of almost everything that you that yeah. you use or buy. And sometimes petroleum's in plastic, right? You have it in product plastic. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, BlackRock wasn't able to do this because of the stock, the Exxon that they owned. It was the Ex- it was the Exxon stock that they manage. They they hold as a fiduciary. 
for these pension funds, for endowments, like I said. And so we wanted to make sure that governors were aware that their pension funds could be being used against the interests, both of the pensioners themselves, obviously, because this is a bad investment. So you, you don't buy a company and then, and then send them on a wild goose chase, right? That's right. But also... Also, because it's you know against the interests of of the of the citizens of their states, you know, no one wants to pay higher gas prices, especially right now. So um, we've had an overwhelming. Sorry to, to loop back to your question. We've had an overwhelming response from uh, uh, American people. We'd like to see some some action taken by these governors. Yeah, it's really remarkable. The China question, right, is such a big one for the future of America. Uh, uh, going into the 2020 election, we had two very different views of China, right? Joe Biden saying, well, they're really not an enemy. Uh, Don, uh, D- Donald Trump clearly making clear that he thought that China did not have the best interests of the United States. Biden has flipped a little bit. He's come more to the Trump side, more to the conservative side, that China is not a good actor post-pandemic. Uh he took an act that, you know, a lot of people said is window dressing, but at least symbolic and pulling the diplomats from the Olympics, not as severe as maybe pulling our athletes from the Beijing Olympics. Uh, but China's spy program, its uh, influence operations are integrated into so many places that Americans don't know, whether it's universities, uh, uh, influence campaigns. We had a story, I think, on uh, Just the News yesterday that um, there's all these YouTube influencers being hired by China to pitch the Beijing Olympics and give it a better, uh, put lipstick on the peg of, you know, all the problems that China has. Uh, what's the uh, what's the big learning that the American public has to do about China's reach into our our influence society here in, in America? Well, unfortunately, the, the big thing I think they need to learn is that uh, much of the United States corporate class is willing and able, able and willing to uh, take uh, American business assets, American investment assets, and uh, sell, use them to sell us out to the Chinese Communist Party. Again, going back to BlackRock, BlackRock is an investor in several companies, uh, namely iFly Tech and Hikvision, to give specific examples. They're actually barred because of their military applications. Uh, uh, China, they, these are two surveillance technology companies uh, owned by the Chinese Communist Party that uh, it's actually illegal for U.S. citizens to trade with these companies. However, uh, it is, through a loophole, still legal to invest in them. And BlackRock is an investor in both of those companies. So they're using U.S. investment dollars to pour investment capital into companies that that, that are uh, helping oppress the Chinese citizens domestically and to build up the Chinese military, which obviously has geopolitical ramifications that are negative towards the United States. Oh, no so I think the, the big thing that they need to see, and we, and we see this also with like, uh, uh, for example, Coca-Cola, you mentioned the Olympics, uh, they, they, it's, there's growing evidence uh, out of a congressional report that the sugar that uh, Coca-Cola uh, sources in China is being grown using forced labor for the Uyghurs sure. uh, that are being genocided there, are being used uh, as forced laborers. And yet, Instead of recoiling from that and running away from that, Coca-Cola is one of the top sponsors of the Beijing Olympics. So, you know, that's one thing the consumers need to be aware of. They need to understand that these folks don't necessarily have your best interests uh, at heart. Um, and then, like I said, in the case of BlackRock and, and Coca-Cola especially, uh, they, they're clearly willing to cozy up to a totalitarian regime if it means that they can, you know, make more money and, and have uh, the favors of be able to, you know, 
garner favors from that totalitarian regime. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And both parties are complicit. I know we say that you know conservatives tend to be more anti-China, but we just had a Republican congressman, uh, their story a couple of days ago, who for the last year has been relentless in bashing China. It turns out he bought all of his T-shirts for his company, by, by the way, that sells those T-shirts into U.S. troops from China. And you know, we, we'd expose that. Every day, China has found a new friend in the United States, whether it's in the academic community, the business community. And the ask when they get engaged in a financial relationship a lot of times is for those American partners then to try to influence the rest of America to say, ah, China's not that bad. Go China. It's not that bad. Do you think Americans are getting wise that China has that extra puppet string to a lot of its American partners? I hope so. Uh, obviously, the Chinese Communist Party is not a charity. Uh, when they do someone a favor, they expect a favor in return. We're seeing, again, they see this with BlackRock. They, I, I mentioned that Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, had helped uh, negotiate, uh, uh, helped the Chinese Communist Party in their negotiations against the United States. Well, lo and behold, uh, shortly after, uh, BlackRock was granted the first, the, the opportunity to have the first foreign-owned mutual fund operating in the Chinese, in the China, in China. So Amazing. clearly uh, there is a quid pro quo relationship between that company and, and what they, you know, that CEO, Larry Fink, and what they're doing for the Chinese Communist Party and, and what they can get in return. So we need to be very wary. In fact, uh, Larry Fink uh, was in a, in a interview on, I believe, CNBC or Bloomberg uh, stated, he was explaining, he said, you know, markets don't really like democracy. Democracy is messy. Markets like totalitarian governments. So well, let me tell you, that's that's ridiculous. America has been one of the best, obviously, a democracy, and it's been uh, one of the best places for capital formation, for investment, for business in the history of, of the world, but certainly yeah. in the last hundred years. OK, so he, where is he getting that? That's obviously not based on fact. What I think that's based on this is my opinion. I can't read his own mind. But what that's based on is for Larry Fink. Larry Fink likes totalitarian governments because totalitarian governments can dictate who wins and who loses. And if he can cozy up to the Chinese Communist Party, he can, they, can, they can do him favors. Without and so democracy is messy for people like Larry Fink. Yeah, uh, uh, that is such a good point to point out. Stepping back, we're in the holiday season, about to enter into a new year. There's a lot of inflationary pressure, a lot of concerns about the economy, consumer uh, prices up almost 10% for annualized uh, in the new report. What are some of the things that an educated consumer should know heading into 2022? Well, I think the the main thing we're trying to educate consumers are with the, with the Consumers First initiative is that they need to be um, wary of, of of companies that are not focused on serving their interests. So we launched this because we saw this phenomenon of companies going woke to distract from their mistreatment of their customers or their misdeeds overseas. And um, companies like American Airlines, Coca-Cola, Nike have engaged in this kind of thing. If you see a company uh, going woke, taking stances on issues that are not germane to their business, they have no expertise in, it's got to raise some real questions as to whether what are they trying to hide? How are they treating their customers? And you might want to keep that in mind as as you make your purchases this Christmas season. Yep, such a thing. And, and we need to be, if you want to how, know how we get into these circumstances, because we don't make educated guesses, this is why what Will does is so important and why uh, the good folks at Consumers Research are so important. You For five minutes, just cruise aside before you're about to make a big decision. You can put your money with someone that actually shares your values or shares America's interests first. And that is a great part of it. Will, thank you so much. The BlackRock story is a story we're going to be on top of. We covered the letter last week. We're going to be watching its reaction. In fact, we have a survey going of those 10 governors to see if any of them are reacting to it. 
but we will have you back after the new year to get an update on what's going on with this very, very important issue. Thanks for having me, and I would, I would love to come back and talk in the new year as well. All right, count it in. We'd love to have you. All right, have a Merry Christmas, Will. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you as well and your listeners. Thanks so much for having me. Take care. All right, thanks so much. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. So glad you can join us today. A big thanks to our guests, to all the news we were able to cover with them, the candid answers they gave. Agree or disagree with them, at least you know where they stand now and you can make an informed decision. And of course, the work that has been done at Consumer Research, important work on China, on BlackRock, on all of those important issues in the U.S.-Chinese relationship, difficult issues that we're all facing. All right, have a great night. May God bless you. May God bless this extraordinary country, the United States. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, expert politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion. Hunter Biden and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.